Hello and welcome back to the Magic Kathy Show. It's Leo season. Can you believe it? I'm excited. Of course I am. I'm a Leo son. My birthday is coming up. So all, all about, you know, Leo season. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you too because I have an actual lion on the episode. Um, David Lyon. He is not a Leo, but his name is really Leo. So I thought it was really good to bring him onto the show during Leo season, especially because we talk about really important topics of creation, your creative power, and also learning and understanding the difference between intuition and fear and ego and all of the good stuff. Because obviously when we talk about stepping into your magic, a lot of that has to do with understanding what your magic is not, what is fear, what is your own limitation, what are blocks, right, that you are here to work through so you can come back to your center, back to your core, back to your own inner light, the brightest light you came here to shine. And that's what Leo season really is all about, right? If you listen to my last episode, I shared with you why I think Leo season is so, so, so important, especially in 2020, because, you know, cancer season taught us all about coming home within ourselves, right? Finding security in our own selves, because that's the foundation, right? The feminine foundation, so to speak, because it's ruled by the moon, your inner world, it's the foundation to ignite the fire that is ruled by Leo season, right? You create a fire that you came here to do or came here to ignite because then we will come into Virgo season where it's all about serving the world with your own magic, right? So it's, it's so important to understand what is your intuition, what is excitement, what is your GPS for this world because your emotions, right? Thinking, speaking about cancer season, are your GPS to guide you towards the right direction to your soul but also to your own cosmic blueprint everything the universe speaks to you through your emotional world and you will know what you can create by following your excitement following pleasure following joy and that's all what leo is all about right having fun playing around in life and it's so in alignment with our whole conversation the conversation i had with david so Definitely, definitely enjoy this episode. If you would like to book a reading with me, definitely let me know during Leo season so we can reconnect you with your magic. I will share all of my Leo positive energy with you. I'm so excited to serve all of you. You have no idea how grateful I am for every single soul that I've touched so far, that I will touch in the future, that is working with me privately or even in sessions. I'm just so grateful. My heart is so full that I get to do what I love and at the same time really change all of your worlds, right? Change the world at large. And that's how we all create a ripple effect. So the more people I can help to step into their magic, the more people will create a ripple effect and that's how we change the world. So if you are not sure about your magic, if you want more support or you want reassurance that you're on the right path, right? Then let's have a chat, have a cosmic date. If you would like information about the readings that I offer, I also offer solar return readings. If you happen to have a birthday in Leo season two, um, then definitely let me know. 
because solar return readings are really powerful. They literally tell you the theme of the year ahead that you have and how the universe is supporting you, what you can focus on and where you receive the most support from the cosmos. And that will definitely help you to be in alignment. And obviously I also do human design. Um, so many things that support you on your path. And if you feel called to get some guidance or support, you can always reach out to me. You can always reach out to me also on Instagram, Magic Kathy Official, so we can figure out which option is the best one for you. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this episode with David and take so much away from it. Enjoy pleasure, enjoy fun, enjoy creativity, play around after it and just live life in a more magical way because that's also what you came here to do. Welcome to the Magic Kathy show. I'm so excited to have you here because as I told you before, we have a lot of synchronicities when it comes to our work. First of all, your name, uh, which is all about lion and apparently it's your real name, which is even cooler, right? <laughs> and then also you talk a lot about magic and intuition and being in alignment. And I just obviously love that topic as well. So first mm. of all, before we dive into everything, just let us know who you are, what you are all about. Yeah, for sure. Well, as you said, my name is David Lyon and um, I'm, I'm all about magic. I'm all about leading people towards more of the magic of themselves, experiencing more liberation and more love in their lives. But really, one of my greatest passions is spiritual gifts. So I love teaching people all about their spiritual gifts in ways that are very, very practical and simple, because I know a lot of the uh, information out there can seem like fluff and it just kind of goes over your head where what I'm passionate about as a teacher is, you know, making it so simple so that even my grandmother could understand it or so that a kid could understand it, which is how it should be, I believe, yeah. you know, so I, I'm, I cater to people who are on the path of ascension and my joy is to share with them the inner workings of their gifts as they go on that path. And where did that journey start for you? Hmm. Well, I mean, there's different levels to that story. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, there's different levels to that story. I mean, when I came in to this incarnation, I was already very awake, um, already very clairvoyant and, and had certain gifts that I didn't realize were gifts. I just thought it was how everyone was. But I guess you could say my journey in the spiritual world really started in 2012 when I met my first mentor. and he was the one he was my first experience of a psychic back in days where i didn't even know if they were real if i believed in that stuff um let alone knowing that everybody's psychic and including myself and um and so he was the one who was very much the catalyst to um my gifts reawakening and remembering 
how to communicate with spirit guides and read minds and play with energy fields and all these other kinds of things. Um, but as so, so as much as he was the beginning in terms of the catalyst, like he reminded me that this world existed, my real beginning in my heart happened about three years later when I discovered real magic. And what I mean by that is through my training with my past mentor, um, I learned all the different energy mechanics. So I learned all the tools and techniques to be able to do all these magical things. And eventually that became my lifestyle. You know, I was, I was running something called the life center and I was teaching other coaches and psychologists and therapists how to access their gifts. So it was very much like an X-Men type of school. (laughs) (laughs) And it was super fun. But at some point while I was training them, I realized that while we still had a couple of weeks left in our program, I realized that I had nothing left to teach because the only thing I knew how to teach was what I had been taught. Mm. You know, so it made me, I felt limited. And I realized I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, I don't have my own sense of mastery really. Cause I, all I know is how to share what I've been taught, which is great. You know, it's a stepping stone, but it, it made me feel limited, which made me feel irritated on some mm. level. And it led to me asking a very important question, which was, now that I know that this stuff is real for sure, how would I have discovered it on my own? Mm. And that question opened up the doors of synchronicity, which led to me just about a short week later having an experience at my country house with my girlfriend at the time, where while I was in a deep meditation, I connected with a part inside myself that I hadn't seen in a very long time and that I'll, I'll, it's actually a beautiful story. I'll share with it. I'll, I'll share it with you. But it's, I was in meditation, and normally when I would meditate, it wasn't crystal clear imagery. You know, I, I'm I'm usually someone who feels my pictures. I mm-hmm. sense, but for whatever reason, this time in the meditation, it was as vivid as I'm seeing you right now. And the scene that I was seeing was I saw an aspect of myself on a balcony. It looked like the scene from Aladdin of mm-hmm. like Jasmine's balcony, mm-hmm. and and I saw an aspect of myself playing in the stars. And, um, and I went up to him, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, who are you? I'm like, you're, 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 you're a reflection of me. Like, uh, like, who are you? And, and he was just like, it's, it's okay, man, you made your choice. He's like, you could just go on and live your life. And I was just like, did I just get rejected by me? You know? And so I was like, no, nah. I'm like, of course I want to know you. Like, who are you? You're a part of me. He's like, it's cool, man. You made your choice. He's like, keep going. And I looked at him a little deeper and I was just like, wait a second. I'm like, aren't you that part of me when I was a kid where we used to play the floor is lava or we would play that there was monsters in the house and basically you would create my imaginary world for me and my dreams and stuff like that. And he's, and all of a sudden he looks at me just like, you do remember me. I'm like, bro, I've literally been looking for you my entire life. Like, this, this search was the reason I got into spirituality because I wanted to know what happened to that world that I had as a kid. And, and then he, he looked at me and he's just like, yeah, he's like, you abandoned me for your best friend, Danny, when you were five years old because Danny thought you were weird in the way that you played with your world. And so you wanted to fit in with him. And in order to fit in with him, you had to reject me. Mm. And so you abandoned me and eventually you just had, you developed amnesia that I ever existed. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing, you know? And I'm like, but who are you? What's your name? And all of a sudden he turned into this golden ball of light and he just said magic. 
(laughs) And I was just like, it just, everything started to click. And then he was like, open your eyes. And when I opened my eyes, there my magic was still floating in front of me at like a full on hallucination. And although not a hallucination, and he was just talking to me, like it was like 20 years of catching up with your best friend. He was just talking about what happened, this, that, the other. And through that connection, all of my innate gifts from all of my lifetimes came back online. Mm. And so rather than being limited by a modality, I was tuned into my mastery. And I was finally in a space where I was able to use all my gifts effortlessly and even create other modalities from it. And what became clear to me or what I asked my magic at that time, I'm like, okay, well, now that I know that this is what I've been looking for, what's our purpose? And he said, to make magic normal again because every single person on the planet has a magic, whether they remember it or not. And our purpose is to reawaken them to that and help, help pierce them through the veils of amnesia so that they could remember who they are. I love and that so much. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was the beginning. Wow. <laughs> what you, how old were you back then? Because I just looked at your chart and I was like, was that your Saturn return? It would make so much sense, like between 27 and 30. This was September of 2015, right before my birthday. So uh, I don't know the math, but it's so I'm, <laughs> what is that? Uh, yeah, kind of like 30, 30, yeah, 29, 20, 30. No, it's a little bit, I'm 33 right now. So five years, about, I was 27, 28. Yeah, in that, range. that was yep. your Saturn return because your Saturn is in Sagittarius and that's all about finding your own truth and you know not being limited by one truth only like the things that you observed from other people and then you know what you shared like i'm just sharing the knowledge but i'm limited because you know you can only learn so much and repeat what you've learned but you had to find your own truth like your own experience yes. and that's interesting because your jupiter is then in pisces that close to your moon which is you know your emotional world but also pisces that's your connection to the universe right that you had abandoned before and then you had to reconnect to it basically and i think it's beautiful to see how you know you had to lose that connection so you can now help other people how they can reconnect as well which is obviously a big part of your work oh absolutely you know it was you know it's i'm happy you spoke to that because it's you know myself going through the path of being so connected and then forgetting and then remembering because i walked that path now when i see others who are going through something similar i can very easily sense where they're at on the path as well you know and and my my training was quite intensive you know i was also working with a being named thoth and i and i still do but it was intensive in the sense that you know when my abilities first really came online it was like it was it was like discovering these things for the first time again you know like full-on seeing guides everywhere and this that the other but what would happen in my life was for three and a half years my abilities would go on and off Mm. and and so it was like i would be super connected i'm like okay i'm doing amazing and then when they would go off i'd be like what i do did i do something wrong and i would start to like be hard on myself and get insecure and feel inadequate and they would go and so it would constantly go on and off and what i didn't know what my guides didn't tell me and i kind of wish they did (laughs) was that (laughs) they were literally bringing me through every possible scenario that that i could use to um disconnect or have the experience of disconnection from my gifts so that i could know how to reconnect so i became like an energy mechanic Mm -hmm. so anytime someone was in front of me to this day it's just like oh it's just that and i and i could help them do the shifts very quickly yeah so 
so yeah that's it's it, it was it was quite the path it felt like military training at one point yeah it's like you are the yeah you are a mirror for people you know you, you're just like you literally have to go through every single possibility and you know even like the limiting beliefs that we have like everything right questioning ourselves doubting ourselves like not even believing in the universe anymore <laughs> and everything that and then coming back to you know okay, how can I reconnect when I'm off alignment? Because we have so, so much destruction in the world and so much conditioning. And I'm pretty sure, again, with your Saturn and Sagittarius, you had to release a lot of limiting beliefs probably as well relative to the work that you do. Um, yeah, it was, it was mainly insecurities. Like I had a, back, in, back in those days, I had lots of inadequacy issues and I didn't, I didn't feel anchored in mm. who I was. You know, I was very much trying to be like my mentor at the time because I thought he was cooler than me and like I put him on a pedestal and so you know my mannerisms were a lot like his and so I didn't really have my own sense of self so it was it was it was it was challenging it was a challenging time yeah did you have you ever been like rejected for what you were talking about when it comes to spirituality not when it came to spirituality where I, where I experienced lots of rejection was for just me being me, mm. you know, in, in the sense of, uh, you know, so I was, I was raised by a Jewish family. And so I went to um, a private Jewish school growing up and I was the only black kid in elementary school, but I didn't notice my color. I like, cause I felt very welcome. There was no sense of anything, you know? And it was only in high school where I went to a predominantly black school it was the first time I was just like, oh, whoa, I'm like more people like me. <laughs> and, but the thing was that I wasn't like the other black people. Mm. And so I got, I actually got judged and bullied by the black people for being very sensitive and kind and sweet. And so since I had a lot of psychological bullying, I started to go through a lot of self-rejection, telling myself that those part of myself are bad and I have to find ways to fit in and be more like them. Mm. So that's where I experienced lots of um rejection in that in that case but for my spirituality no by, by that point by the by the time i came into my spirituality for for lack of a better word i was already um in the celebrity world as an entertainer i was mm. already somewhat of a leader you know i so like i very much had um my own ground to stand on to a mm. degree where people were just down with what i was down with Mm -hmm. I actually was asking because you have Chiron on your ascendant in Gemini that's like you know the rejection of for being you like when you show up in the world the world is just rejecting you and also your story when you were sharing about the aspect that you had abandoned because of your friend back then um, that's sort of like you know where I wanted to go because a lot of people are obviously afraid to admit well I am into all of these topics I am psychic I am seeing all of these things I believe in something else and I think that's a part why of why you had to go through that same experience as well because what do you tell people especially in 2020 where literally it feels like we have to decide which boat we are on which we don't have to decide it just for, for people that are new to everything it can feel like they have to decide between their 3d family and the 5d leveling up so to speak which it's not about levels but um yeah i, I i'm pretty sure you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely so what do i have to say to those people is what you're yeah. saying For me, what it comes down to is, you know, it sounds very simple and it is, mm. but simple doesn't mean easy, but it comes down to, you just need to be you, mm. right? You know, it, at, at the end of the day, if you are not living your truth, 
the truth that you that you feel inside no matter how strange you think it might be no matter how little um amount of people there are who can relate to you in your immediate reality you're going to experience suffering because that means on some level you're suppressing yourself rather than letting yourself blossom and be uh, expressed and i and what i noticed is a lot of people get caught up in needing other people their family their loved ones to understand them in order to blossom in order to be themselves so you're, they're basically saying like here my happiness is in your hands and until you accept me i won't let myself be happy you know and so it's it's seeing the the um the mislogic in that and recognizing that you only have your truth to live you know you, you we we need to um we need to own our truth and live our truth from that space if if we want to be truly be truly be happy so i, I think it's also questioning our motivations you know because mm-hmm. a lot of people are wanting to be more spiritual i'll use that language they're wanting to let themselves be more spiritual so that they can be understood yeah and if and if that's your motivation you're going to experience suffering you know, but if you're simply allowing yourself to be spiritual, because that's who you are, and that's your truth, and that's what makes you feel good, and you don't have any need for anyone to understand you, paradoxically, more people are going to understand you. Yeah, 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 it's, it's no expectations, and I know that you are following Bashar as well, and I always have him in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, you just follow what feels good, and you don't have any expectations, because a lot of people, their only motivation to do something is because they expect something. And it always creates suffering, always, no matter what it is. And sometimes you don't even notice it, but it's, again, it really starts in, you know, from everything, all the wounds that we have relative to our childhood, right? So we have to really start at the bottom of all of that. So I would be curious to know how you help people reconnect with their magic. Because for me, obviously I use astrology, I use childhood healing, I use trauma work, all of these things, um, because I really believe in, you know, when we, heal the root then we don't have any projections or expectations to the outside world because we are whole within ourselves yeah yeah it's it's actually it's very very simple you know i'll I'll give two main practices that people could do right away if they wanted to and it comes from the understanding you know if you're wanting to connect to more of your gifts more of your your spiritual gifts your intuition and whatnot it's recognizing that those things are already existing on a certain radio station in your consciousness Mm. right and so the very first step is you need to prepare the soil you need to prepare the foundation inside of yourself which looks like and this is an exercise that i give people is take a piece of paper and you're just going to draw a line down the middle Mm. and on the left side you're going to write down who i think i need to be and on the right side you're going to write who i truly am you know, because the practice is this, is the idea that the sooner you let go of who you think you need to be, the sooner you become more of who you truly are again, mm-hmm. the sooner you return to your soul's radio station. And so in this practice, on the left side, as you're, as you're like, okay, I think I need to be tough. I think I need to be serious. I think I need to be professional, uh, guarded, um, whatever those things are, analytical. Write all them down so that you bring the unconscious to the conscious. And then as you look at that, you're by because of the gift of duality right away you're going to know who you truly are so when you see guarded you're going to see no i'm actually very open when mm. you see serious you're like no the true me is actually very playful and sensitive and so you're going to start to write these things down which makes it more conscious and just by virtue of doing so 
you'll very naturally be able to, to let go of who you think you need to be and, and become more of who you truly are. So that starts to ascend your vibration. Now, as you do this exercise, a lot of people might find certain things harder to let go of mm -hmm. because they have fear of judgment or guilt that comes into play. And so that takes a little bit more um, attention, a little bit more care, and that's okay. But at least now it's conscious. Mm -hmm. so, so step one is creating that so soil of letting go of who you think you need to be to become more of who you truly are again. That puts you back in tune with your essence which immediately connects you to your intuition and to your soul's radio station. So now that you're reconnected to your essence, the practice from here is very simple. And it's, this, it's, it's exactly what you and I both know, both from Bashar and, and other teachers and just our own lives, I'm sure, which is being willing at every single moment to act on our highest feelings, you know, our highest excitement, our highest inspiration, our highest intuitions. And by doing so, because that those energies are the language, the feeling of our higher self, whenever we feel inspiration pulling us, whenever we feel excitement pulling us in a certain direction, that's our higher self saying this way, right? Yeah. This way. I got you. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to figure things out. Come get tuned into where things are already figured out for you. And so when we choose to listen to that, we're also nourishing ourselves with our higher self energy, which continues to blossom the flower that we are into more of our gifts, into more of our multidimensional nature. And I so love that's, that. yeah, so that's the very simple uh, map of how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think the tricky part, and actually that's something that I say a lot when, you know, just what you said about emotions, I always say, you know, people wanting to connect with their guides like all day long, but the true guides that you have all, all day, every day, that's your emotions. It's energy in motion that pulls you into a, a certain direction that literally tells you, well, if it feels good, that's probably the right direction. If it feels not good, that's probably the wrong direction. But people get confused because they want something to feel good that doesn't feel good. Right. And that's, you know, right. when it comes to intuition and wishful thinking, that's a question that I get asked a lot. And I would love to hear what you um, have to say about it because it's tricky, right? At the beginning, especially, it's tricky to understand, well, I would love for this to feel good, but it doesn't feel good. So is it not meant for me? Why is it happening? And yeah. yeah so you wanted me to speak on, would you say emotional and visual thinking? Is that what you said? More so, you know, when you, you really want to understand what intuition is and what wishful thinking is and especially oh, wishful thinking. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's very simple. So, I mean, and so for me, there's a distinction, just also touch on what you said. You know, we do have our emotional guide, our emotional guidance system, and we do have our, our soul's friends. We have our spiritual guides, which is a completely different reality than our emotional system. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I, I could get back to that later if you want. But in terms of knowing our own inner guidance system in a very clear, simple and practical way, um, there's two main things to be aware of, or two main categories. And one is our emotional guidance system. And it's, it's very simple. It works like this. It's, we only have two emotional states. That's it. We have ones that make us feel lighter and ones that make us feel heavier. That's all we got. Yeah. And so anytime we're in a state where our emotions are feeling heavier, and we're coming to conclusions from that state, like, oh, this means that, and this is what's really happening, the fact that you're feeling a heaviness with it lets you know that what you're perceiving is off. 
Mm. It is not the broadest perspective. It is not the way that your higher self is perceiving things. And so the feedback mechanism is that heaviness. And so on the other hand, anytime you're perceiving things through the lighter emotions, through excitement, through clarity, through inspiration, it means that you're in alignment with your higher self's perspectives and what you're perceiving is an alignment, is accurate. Mm -hmm. So very simple. And again, you know, simple doesn't always mean easy. No. <laughs> right? You know, because it could be so easy to, I tell this story all the, all the time because it's such a practical story and that everyone I'm sure could relate to is that years ago, I probably in like 2013 or something like that, um, I was dating a woman and towards the end of the, we were at the point where we were getting um, where it was like the end of the relationship and we were fighting a lot and there was lots of like resentment and just stuff building up. And it was like, it was getting to that breaking point. And so with all those emotions present, there was a time where she, we had left the house and she had taken my house keys for whatever reason. And she, um, and I let her know, I'm like, just make sure you're back by three o'clock because I have a client. And she's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. And I knew in that moment, she was not going to be back. Like I could, I felt it in my heart. And, and so I'm like, I'm like, it's not for me. I'm like, this is for the client. Make sure you're back. She's like, I said, fine. I'm like, all right, cool. And then sure enough, as time went on, I didn't hear from her. I was ringing up her phone, sending the text messages, this, that, the other. And now I'm just getting angry. And I'm just like, that's so inconsiderate. Yeah. That's like, like it's so inconsiderate that like, I let you know you have my keys. I have a client who needs help and you're just doing whatever you want. So I'm getting angrier and angrier and angrier and I'm going into a heavier and heavier state. And hours go by. Of course, I don't see my clients. And then finally, probably like two or three hours past the, the, the three o'clock mark, I had called her from another phone and I had found out she picked up this time and I found out she was at my neighbor's house smoking weed. Oh gosh. Just completely ignoring me when she was literally right next door. And so now at this point I was fuming and I was just pissed off and, and, and guaranteed had I, you know, shared the story with anyone. And even as I'm sharing the story now, they might be like, Oh wow. Yeah. She's wrong for that. Uh, that's inconsiderate. And, and those things were true. That's true. However, the mastery is that, what I had to do is while I was fuming, while I was raging, I checked myself. I'm like, wait a second, I'm in a heavier emotional state. So that means that I'm not seeing something clearly. There's something that my higher self is seeing that I'm not. And from that heavy state, from that anger, there was no possible way that I could imagine how there was something that I'm not seeing. Mm. It was very clear to me how she was wrong and I was right. That was the feeling. And so even with that, I had to practice what I teach. Yeah. And I just, and I decided to take full responsibility for the feeling. So that was step one. It's like, okay, I can't see it, but I am feeling heavier. and I know what that means. So I'm going to take full responsibility for this feeling and this manifestation. And then once I took full responsibility, I asked the question to my intuition. I said, what is it that I'm not seeing? And immediately when my intuition downloaded into me, it, what it showed me was like, Yes, while she was absolutely inconsiderate in this circumstance, it extended my, my vision. And it's just like, it showed me it's like that you're the one who keeps choosing to take her back, knowing that she's like this, mm. knowing that she keeps doing this. So you're the one who's enabling that behavior, trying expecting something different when you know that's, that's who she's showing up as. 
and then I was and and then I was just like whoa like I did not see that and so it allowed me to take responsibility and it empowered me to to make a different choice and I ended the relationship at that time but had I not taken responsibility for the heaviness I would have never seen that perspective I would have never gotten the higher self perspective mm -hmm. so so that's one layer of it is emotional mastery heavy and light feelings paying attention to it and having the humility to take responsibility even when you can see why the other per person's wrong that's that's it, it takes the humility so, i also feel like before you go on you know a part of that is probably also that you've been mad at yourself not necessarily at her you know because deep down inside you knew that it's also your responsibility but you didn't want to see it and you knew exactly. you know all of the i'm pretty sure that was not the first time she did that so it was like all of the anger and the build up from all of these past moments was just like really really boiling inside of you absolutely yeah that's that's what i was saying is that you know this is this was an ongoing thing that i just kept overlooking yeah and so yeah 100% accurate and um so that gives the emotional attunement for intuition for people now in terms of understanding because people always ask okay well, well how do i tell the difference between my intuition and my mind mm, that's a good right question. yeah it's it comes up all the time and it's also <laughs> very very simple yeah. and while intuition could come in different forms because our intuition is just our sense of knowing it's our ability to know what we need to know when we need to know it right so our intuition is always, always very simple, clear, and direct all the time. It's never long-winded like the mind. And the texture of intuition is always either a neutral sense of knowing where it's just like mm -hmm. from a place of calmness or it has a lighter, wispy feeling to it, it has a, a lighter sense to it. That's the texture of intuition. It's never heavy. If it's, if it's heavy, that means it's distorted. Yeah. So it's anxiety and that's, you know, where people get, if, if it's fear or intuition, it's like a different experience for sure. That's it. Yeah. It could be anxiety. It could be blame. It could be all kinds of different things, you know? Yeah. So, so it's understanding the texture is either that neutral sense of like knowing, like, you know, it's kind of like the woman who's just like, I don't know. I don't know why I know, but like he's cheating on me. Mm. You know, and, and it's just, and, and there's no rage. There's no emotional outburst. You know, and they're like, I probably should be reacting, but I just, I just know it. I feel it. It's this calm sense of knowing. Now, on the other hand, the woman who's just like, no, he's cheating on me. He's with these girls. That's not intuition. That's insecurity. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, so, so neutral sense of knowing, and it's always simple, clear, and direct. So for example, at the end, everyone I'm sure has experienced, or a lot of people have experienced this, where at the end of a relationship, when you're finally at that point where you're like, okay. I know it's time to move on. And then you're like, you sit with yourself and you talk to your heart. You're like, what should I do? And the heart is just like, time to move on. And then your mind's like, yeah, but maybe if I da 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 And the heart's just like, time to move on. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I didn't think of? Maybe I didn't try hard enough. I didn't need to da 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 Time to move on. It, it's always simple, clear, and direct. And it gives you the same answer no matter how many different ways you try and spin the mm -hmm. question. So, th so that's a very easy way to be aware of what's intuition and what's not. Now, to be able to get into um, attunement with your intu intuition is also a different story, right? There's, a, there's all these different mechanics, as we, yeah. there's all these different subtleties. And just to speak to it very 
um, briefly, unless you want me to expand, is, you know, a lot of people who are feeling lots of stress and frustration and just turmoil on the inside might find it very difficult to sense what their intuition is trying to tell them because they have so much chaos. And so this is where the most important thing you can do. So let's just say that your vibration, their vibration is over here. They're feeling shitty and their intuition's vibration is closer yeah. to over here. Well, it's a little bit of a, of a vibrational leap to go from here to there. So what I always recommend is step one is just take a moment to still yourself, to just slow back down to the speed of yourself as best you can, just stillness. Take a second of stillness and then just move in the direction of a lighter feeling as best you can. Just move in the direction. So if you're feeling frustrated and angry, rather than pushing up against the thing that you're frustrated and angry get, uh, at, instead go, okay, wait, what would be in my stillness? What's the direction of a lighter feeling? And you might feel just let go for a bit, just let go. And so you let go and you go from here to here. And then as you let go, the lighter feeling says, take a walk. So you go from here to here. And it's like, you know what? Just go make yourself a meal. You haven't eaten all day. And so you make a meal with your heart and with your love. And then your, eventually your vibration starts to rise until you're back in the vibrational vicinity of your intuition, clarity, and guidance. And it could drop in effortlessly for you without you needing to do anything. It's just a radio station. That's all it really is. Mm. yeah it's true and you know that's why probably why a lot of people they get all of these insights when they take a shower or like on the most random places because if you focus too much on like i want to answer now it just won't ever happen because there's so much pressure that you put on yourself and onto you know beating yourself up at the same time so it just doesn't work right exactly exactly so you've been touching on connecting with your spirit guides and, you know, different entities and all of the crazy things that we talk about in 2020. We've been talking about that before, but more and more people open up to these topics. So mm -hmm. I would be curious to hear, first of all, your experience with talk that you mentioned before and how, mm -hmm. because I know you also um, help people to channel and you help people to connect with their guides, um, yeah. how you do that. Um, how do I teach people to channel yeah. and stuff? Um, very well. No, I'm joking. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm just teasing. So, essentially what I do, I think the most important part to understand is that because I embody these energies myself, mm. I serve as a tuning fork for other people. I serve as a catalyst. So very much in the same way that if you're a very happy and positive person, because you embody that energy, you'll naturally have the ability to lift other people up and make them more happy, right? You're a tuning fork. Yeah. So I'm very much that on a spiritual level. So, so that I think is the most essential piece is that I embody it. And then from there is I, I offer certain activations. So there are activations that I use. So for example, they're one of the main ones that people could actually find on my YouTube channel. It's called soul magic. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's awakening your dormant senses. So what a lot of people go through, what most people go through as they grow up, because, you know, when you're a kid, that's when you're the most connected. You're mm. seeing imaginary friends, right? You're feeling and sensing things that you don't normally sense as an adult. And then because pain happens and you don't know how to deal with that pain and certain fears, because you weren't given the tools, what you end up doing is you numb yourself. You're like, I don't know how to deal with this extreme amount of pain. So I'm just going to numb it and suppress it. 
not realizing that what you're doing is you're also numbing your sensors. You're, num you're numbing your sensitivities that connect you to certain higher frequencies in order to save yourself in that moment, to protect yourself in that moment. And so you numb it out and then you forget that you did this and then you forget that you forgot. So now you have amnesia forever having had it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so there's a lot of things that are numbed. So one of the activations that I offer using myself as a tuning fork is reawakening those dormant senses by re-stimulating and resensitizing all those things inside of you that you don't even know that you numb mm. just by touching it again, mm. you know, with intention and with this, it's a very simple practice. You only really need to do it one time, two times if you're excited, but <laughs> it, that wakes everything back up. And what that does is that brings your physical body back into attunement with your higher self. So now you're, the lights are back on. Mm. Now your senses are back on. From there, there are a bunch of different attunements. I do an emotional attunement so that you can attune your emotions with your higher self. Um, there's a mental attunement to quiet the mind. But really, the most important part of the practice, it's, it's, it's incredibly easy. And the reason why I say it's easy is because you're not actually learning anything new. Mm. You're just remembering what you forgot that was already natural to you, that you do effortlessly. So once I've given the activations and I know that you can sense again, and I know that your sensitivities are on, then I give you certain tools and practices that allow you to experientially start to access these things. So I give you ways of interacting with your spirit guides or with your intuition or with ETs or with past lives or whatever case may be, generally through um, hypnosis meditations so that you could have the direct experience and then through practice. You know, so once, once I see that you, you understand the mechanics, then I create a playground where I'm like, okay, now tune into this person, now tune into me, now try that. You know, so it's, it's, it's having a playground. I, I create playgrounds for people and give them the tools. That's so cool. Yeah, I can totally see that, you know, it, and it is, it's just fun. And it's just us shape-shifting into different energies, really, like frequencies in order to, because we exist like, you know, in different energy forms, like right now in different areas in, in the universe, basically. It's just a matter of perceiving them, which we feel like we can only perceive the, this physical reality. But, you know, even when we sleep, we perceive something else, but we just don't remember, right? So do you, do you, work, do you work with um, dreams a lot? I would be curious. Um, not so much, actually. Not, like, not, not, as, not as much as someone might think, I'll, mm. I'll say. Mm. You know, um, so, so yes, I definitely do work in my dreams and sometimes you know i'm in training and this that the other but it's not i wouldn't say that it's such a huge part of my training in my life because it's just it's just not the permission slip that i use you know like i'm i'm, I'm so lucid all, all the time it's so easy for me to connect to guides in that world and and really the the biggest missing piece for people the the number one thing that i see over and over again that people have a hard time with or what causes the hard time for people, you know, because they're like, I meditate all the time. I, I'm a vegan. I, do <laughs> I tick up all the boxes. <laughs> exactly. I, I do all these things. They're like, what's like, like, why can I only access this through plant medicine or ayahuasca? Yeah. And it's always very simple. And because I, I literally just had, I did this with someone the other week, um, where the biggest missing thing is the energy of playfulness. Mm. So many people approach their spirituality very seriously, yeah. <laughs> which is not the energy of spirit. 
spirit is a very playful, creative being. So if you think of it again on radio stations, if spirit's on the playful radio station and you're on the serious one, no matter how many meditations or practices you do, it's going to seem very difficult. But of course, when you take plant medicine, which brings you into a very fun state, all of a sudden it's, it's very easy to go above and beyond. But so just incorporating the energy of playfulness, just like, if you're, just like a child, like how would, how would the inner, the divine child in you approach meditation? You know, like what, what would be different? Is it more playful? Is it more curious? Is it more explorational rather than I have to find this thing? I'm trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> yeah. Right. It makes all the difference, just playfulness. And that is often um, challenging for people because some people have lost touch with their playfulness. So it, it, it takes, it takes practice. It takes a bit of dancing. Yeah. And it seems so crazy, right? Uh, at least for most humans to just have fun and have all of these experiences when the world should be hard and, you know, all of the work that we need to do. And literally we do, you know, we have all of these rules for, for spirituality and we create all of the craziness around, you know, you need to cleanse your pineal gland and you need to do all of the things, otherwise it won't work when really it's just our natural state. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, and you really don't need any of it, you know, like I, I, Yes, sure, I meditate, you know, I love med meditating, but it's, I don't have any religious practice of meditation. Like I, I meditate once in a blue moon when I feel like it, yeah. you know, I, I happen to eat vegan because I like it, but I'm very happy eating bacon if I, if I want some, you know, like, so, and, I, and I just say these things to say that it has nothing to do with my practices. Yeah. It has everything to do with my state of being, you know, the, the, the connection that I have has everything to do with how I live inside myself, the lightness um the the playfulness the the joy it's it's all those frequencies that give me the flexibility of connection not the practices mm. yeah absolutely and i love that because it helps people to really see yes of course there are different layers and it's it can seem really complex but at the same time it's really easy right the thing yeah. that makes it so complex is that we have so much conditioning to sort of like cleanse out of our system in order to get back to our natural state right Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, like you said, it's conditioning, right? You know, and so some people believe that it needs to be hard. Like if it's not hard, it's not worth it. No pain, no gain, all these things, but those are all outdated beliefs. You know, I'm very much someone who not only believes, but I embody mm -hmm. the idea of that. I, I don't believe in hard work. I never work hard. I never stress. I never anxiety. Those things don't exist in my reality in my system because I understand that instead of working my ass off, I can excite my ass off. I could, passion <laughs> my ass off. I could yeah. shine my ass off. Yeah. Right. And so this for me is, is the art that I call living through being, which yeah. is like another big thing that I like to share with people. You know, it's, it's how do you live entirely through your intuitions and inspirations, period. Mm. If it's not intuitive, it's not inspired. You don't do nothing. <laughs> yeah i love that i mean it's it's yeah you have a pisces moon as well i that's actually one uh final question that i would like to know because i know that right now neptune is literally on your moon so i would be curious to know if you had any crazy emotional or spiritual experiences within the last probably like one and a half years up until now especially like obviously this year is crazy anyways for everyone but i think for you especially Mm, I mean, I, 
I have crazy spiritual experiences every day. <laughs> every day. That's what you do, right? <laughs> you know, like literally, I'm not yeah. even exaggerating. Like yeah. it's, it's literally every day is a revelation and a realization yeah. and an inspiration. Um, I, uh, I mean, what I can speak to, you know, something that's been unfolding is, you know, so every time, every time I launch what people would perceive as an event or mm -hmm. an experience, but is really an initiation. So for example, my last experience was opening to channel. Mm. And so anytime I offer these things, what life will always do, because it's an initiation, is life will bring me through the upgrades and activations that I need to go through so that I could serve on a full spectrum level. Mm. Meaning, you know, so, for example, with opening to channel, I was brought through um, forgetting what it felt like to be connected to my gifts wow. and fi and finding my way back from scratch just because it had been so long that I had had that experience. So I had to remember from scratch, okay, like this is how I do it, which kept it fresh in my consciousness, which also gave me a deeper compassion for those who um, who are in that space. And so what life will do is it always gives me the full spectrum of experiences that I need to go through so that when I do come to my offering, I can serve at the highest level. And so, um, and there was a whole bunch of other things that happened like with opening the channel, like that were just, the, that, that were very challenging. Um, so that's, that's usually where my challenge comes from these days in my life. You know, for the most part, like I would say like 99% of my life is bliss. You know, 99% of my life is very easeful. Um, however, like right now, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, just I'm just about to launch Living Through Being. And, and I knew. I, I knew the second that I said... Oh, damn, the <laughs> damn, the next challenge is around the corner. <laughs> I, I already knew exactly that life was going to do some shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> some shit to myself, I should say. Yeah. It's all us. You know, and sure enough, as soon as I, you know, as soon as I was, like I said, okay, we're doing it right away things started to surface and and now i'm in a space where how would i even put words to it it's it's i've living through being is is literally just that it's, it's teaching people that they don't need to do they don't need to effort they don't need to push but what's been surfacing is all these other places in me where um where subconsciously I may have thought doing was required or, or any of those things. I, it's, it's kind of hard for me to put it's words like on you, it. You, you feel a subtle pressure inside where it's like, you should be productive now. You should do something for your launch, like that kind of energy. Kind of. Yeah. More, yeah, more or less. It's, it's like a subtle energy of just thinking that there's, it's all the, it's basically all the thoughts that people go through. Yeah. You know, so for example, if I say, you know, like, yeah, no, you could totally just live through your inspiration and they're like, yeah, that resonates, but I still have to, mm. and there's a tension there. So it's like, I've been going through all those things that people are going through so I could transmute them and transcend them so yeah. that by the time we get to living through being, I make it very easy for people and they don't need to go through that. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's pretty much where my, my challenge comes from in my life is, is my own initiations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, especially with the launch, it's totally relatable. I think to everyone where we feel like, well, we want to reach people. We have that important message. So we feel like 
you should probably do something to reach those people, right? Instead of, you know, seeing that it might happen really effortlessly. For example, when I invite you for a podcast, you didn't even have to do anything, right? Except for just doing the work that you do, but I found you and I asked you, right? And that will obviously bring more people to your attention without you doing anything, right? Yep. Yeah. So which, 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 is how, which is how it's designed to be, you know, and yeah. that's pretty much the essence of, of living through being, you know, there's, um, there's a quote that I, that I love and that I always suggest that people meditate on. It's, the quote is by Mark Nepo, and it says, the flower doesn't dream of the bee, mm. right? It doesn't dream of abundance. It doesn't dream of opportunity. <laughs> it blossoms and the bees come. Yeah. And it's just such a great quote and analogy for our lives saying that you don't need to dream of the things you want. You just need to blossom yourself and the bees of abundance will come, you know? And so it's watering yourself with your inspiration and intuition and just being the flower. And so that's, that's the, the essence of things. And it's just such a beautiful meditation to sit with, to ask yourself, where can I step more into my highest expression? Where, where do I have an inspiration that I put on the back burner that I could choose to act on? And that's you choosing to blossom yourself and to let things come to you effortlessly, which is how life is designed. Life is designed to be effortless. It just mm -hmm. flows. Yeah. It's our minds that could complicate things, but it's effortless. Yeah. It's true. And I know that you've been talking about relationships as well. And I think that's, you know, another reflection of that concept where actually we wouldn't have to do so much to attract the right partner. We just have to be ourselves where people make it way too complicated and then attract obviously people that are not really acceptive of their natural being because they play roles before they meet them so it's like how do you expect <laughs> something else to happen then in the relationship it's hard a hundred percent you know it's like if you need to be yourself so that someone can see themselves in you mm. right that that's kind of like one of the beauties of love is like wow i see myself in you i, I look at you and i see me mm. i you know and so there's that sense of oneness but in order to have that experience you need to be uh, an emanation of it yourself you need to become your beloved you need to become that love and that way others can see that in you mm, of course you as a libra you have to talk about relationships because we had a lot of relationship analogies even in the interview <laughs> i love that so libra but um tell us where we can find you where we can learn more about um your latest offerings do you do like in-person events or online because obviously it's tricky probably in 2000 yeah i mean i i do do in-person events I, I i will have um i was supposed to be doing a, a retreat in bali called white oh. magic and that was a very it's a very special initiation with Thoth. Um, so, but that's going to be taking place in February now. Um, oh. Likely in February, you know, if uh, quarantine allows. And um, so, yeah, that's, it, that's, that's going to be a very special initiation, which connects you with your gifts from other lifetimes. So oh, that I want to come. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> She's like, I'm there. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, that one's going to be very special. We'd definitely love to have yeah. you. Um, but in the, but in the meantime, I'm doing lots of online experiences, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, like I said, living through being starts August 23rd. Um, but if you want to, for people who want to just explore and see for themselves, um, rather than me sounding like a commercial, <laughs> <laughs> you just have to go, uh, my website has everything. My website, mm -hmm. it's, 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 um, www.livingmagic.life, mm -hmm. not .com, it's .life. And you know, for me, living magic is the opposite of living struggle. 
So what, what, what spiritual people call 5D, I call living magic. Yeah. You've you know, been there so, before. Yes. <laughs> that's it. So livingmagic.life is where you could find everything about me. And in terms of like, just where I love to feed my generosity, that's, that's um, uh, on my Instagram and on my YouTube. My YouTube is, is uh, where I give my live streams, where I give what I believe is my best offerings. Like I just love to, I really believe in unconditional generosity, you know? So I love to just give generously on YouTube and, and just powerful content. And on Instagram is same kind of thing. I just, you know, I, I more snippets because it's, yeah. you know, less time. <laughs> yeah. And I will definitely link everything in the show notes as well. So everyone can stalk you. Thank you so much for your time and energy and everything that you do. And I'm pretty sure lots of people will join you now in the future. And I'm definitely going to go to Bali for sure. <laughs> That's dope. I would love to have you. It's going to be awesome to have you. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Bye-bye. Cool.